Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. Grace and peace, beauties, rise and shine. It is a beautiful soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie. Yes, your girl is back. Dr. Lynn Goble with another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. You already know that's what I'm about to give you a dose of. Listen, I am coming into your home, your phone, your car, or your computer, maybe even your television, just to release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from. Again, thank you to all of my listeners all across the world, nationwide and internationally. I am sending all of you guys and gals big hearts, and I do appreciate you tuning into the podcast each week. So thank you so much again for your support. I truly appreciate all of you beauties, and I'm sending you lots of love. Listen, and I want to give a shout out to Cassandra Ahrens from Columbus, Ohio. Thank you so much, Cassandra, for marking my podcast as one of your favorite shows. I appreciate that so much, and I am sending love right back to you, girl. So listen, welcome to the Beautiful Soul Sunday family. And I would also like to say congratulations to you on launching your show, Hands Up. Listen, I wish you much success, Cassandra and continued blessings and favor over your life. Listen, keep it locked and keep listening and subscribing to Beautiful Soul Sunday because I'm here to give you some news you can use. And of course, you already know that's the good news, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I pray that all of you beauties had an amazing week. Although I must admit that I was a little sad to hear of the passing of American actress, author, icon, model, and legend, Miss Cicely Tyson. She was just such an amazing person, always poised, always beautiful, graceful, and classy. I know that she will be greatly missed, and I send my condolences to her family friends, and fans alike. So today, family, I thought the focus of the show was going to be dealing with another topic. And I know I shared with you on last week's show that I was going to be talking about Joseph this week. And I will still briefly talk about Joseph. But Originally, I thought that I would focus more on Joseph being a dreamer and make my content or build my content around people who are dream killers because dream killers do exist. But the more I meditated on Joseph, God actually had me to switch gears and he took me in a totally different direction 
concerning the events which surrounded Joseph. So, of course, I always go by the leading of the Lord and prayerfully, I always ask God to just lead me down the path of topics that he wants me to discuss and talk about each week. So with that being said, this week, I am going to talk about and tackle a topic that I believe we are all familiar with, and that is being envious or jealous of someone else because of what they have that we may not have or because of their beauty or their fortune or their fame, whatever the case may be. I know I've experienced being jealous of someone or over someone in my life before, not because of what someone else had, because I've lived a very blessed life and I have absolutely no complaints there. And things are just things. I'm not very materialistic. However, I do like having nice things and I believe that as children of the kingdom, we're supposed to have nice things. We're supposed to be blessed and live an abundant life as king's kids and a child of God. But the jealousy I always experienced was being jealous in a relationship. And really, if you think about it, that comes from being insecure. But once you overcome those insecurities, you realize how awesome you are in who God created you to be. He created us to be fearfully and wonderfully made. That is a scripture out of Psalms 139.14. And, you know, God created us to be awesome in who we are. And once you realize your own awesomeness and how amazing you are, you won't allow another man or woman to make you feel insignificant or insecure. You can just grab you a glass of lemonade, just like Beyonce, and keep it moving. (laughs) I say that because even Beyonce had insecurities when she discovered that her husband, Jay-Z, had not been faithful to her. Until she realized, wait a minute, or let me say it, let me say it real hood, wait a minute. (laughs) She realized I'm Beyonce and she expresses a lot of her feelings in the lyrics of her music. But I'm saying that because I think we've all experienced that level of insecurity, especially if we have ever experienced someone being unfaithful to us in a relationship when you discover that your partner or your spouse has had interest in someone else, you would tend to have a feeling of jealousy or you really should because it's actually a normal emotion to have. However, being jealous in a relationship is not the only type of jealousy there is. There are actually stages, levels, and categories of jealousy. Jealousy is described in two main categories. Are you ready for this? It's not even deep. Normal and abnormal. There are also three stages of jealousy. 
The three stages are identification, confrontational, and redirecting. So, you know, in those stages, you would identify being jealous. Sometimes after you identify it, you may become confrontational, or some people just redirect their feelings altogether. Now, it is said that a small amount of jealousy is actually normal to have from time to time. And it's also understandable. And no matter how chill you are, you will most likely experience a feeling of jealousy every now and then because it is perfectly normal to feel that way. I'll tell you how normal it is. Did you know that God also gets jealous? In the book of Exodus, chapter 34, verse 14, it says this, For thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4, verse 24, it says, For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. And there are several other scriptures throughout the book of Deuteronomy, which talks about God being a jealous God. And if you think about it, knowing that there are actually scriptures which describes God as being a jealous God, this really kind of messed with me. And I'll tell you why. I mean, you heard the scripture I just read out of the book of Exodus. It says that his name is jealous. That's how jealous God is. Jealousy is his name, not jealousy, jealousy. Sorry, some of you won't get that. (laughs) They were a popular R&B singing group in the 90s. Yes, I've listened to their music and other secular artists, so don't judge me. But anyway, when you think about someone who is jealous, it has a negative connotation to it. So how could our God be a jealous God? We can have a tendency to look at jealousy like it's a bad thing, but God is a jealous God. So what turns jealousy into something that is not a good thing? It's not a good thing when jealousy turns into sin, which I will get to and talk about later in the show. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2, it says this, For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. Wait, what? There is a such thing as having godly jealousy. But what's that? Godly jealousy is the supreme deity of God, which means that he is zealous over us. He is zealous. And jealousy in this verse of scripture means that God has warm feelings towards us And he has an earnest desire towards us to be our God. It's like, in other words, God is saying, when I think about you, I get all warm and fuzzy on the inside. 
Like that's the literal translation. I think that is so cool, guys. And let me talk to the ladies for just a moment. Ladies, you know how it is when you fall in love. And maybe it's like this for some of my fellows as well. But you know how it is when you first get together with someone and you fall in love with them. You stay on the phone and it's like you hang up first. No, you hang up first. Or I've actually fallen asleep on the phone because I just did not want to hang up. (laughs) You know how it is when you can't eat, you can't sleep because you're thinking about your boo 24-7. You can't wait to spend time with that person again. Well, that's how God feels about us. When you fall in love with God, I mean, he's already in love with you, but he absolutely adores you. And he likes hearing from you when you pray. He likes it when you talk to him. He likes it when you trust him, when you tell him how awesome and amazing he is. That is what makes a godly type of jealousy, quote unquote, normal. But what makes jealousy abnormal? It's when you cross the line to extreme, listen to this, pathological jealousy, which is really a sign of an underlying mental health issue, to be honest, when someone goes all fatal attraction on you. I mean, it is beyond someone being envious towards you to the point that it actually causes physical pains and anxiety. And listen to this, it even causes schizophrenia in some people. And I'm going to even throw in paranoia to the point that your jealousy will create issues in your own head and in your own mind, which will cause you to spin out of control and do the unthinkable to someone. And we will talk about that a little more when I come back from the break. So stay tuned and I will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show, beauties. So before the break, I was just talking about the normalcies of being jealous and when jealousy is abnormal, when someone just totally loses it, goes bonkers or goes nuts due to the paranoia in their own minds. And of course, that's when your feelings of jealousy will cause you to cross the line. That's what makes jealousy abnormal and cause a person to become envious of another person, which can literally lead you to bring harm to that person. And I think jealousy 
is really a lot like pride. I'm going to have to study that out, but I do believe that the two go hand in hand because pride and the spirit of pride is very sneaky, very stealth. And I believe the spirit of jealousy is just as sneaky as pride is. And you don't even realize that spirit has crept up on you. This is what happened in the book of Genesis, chapter 37, verses 1 through 11, with Joseph and his brothers. But check this out. Joseph's brothers came against him literally because they were jealous of him. They were jealous because their father seemed to favor him over his brothers. So his family, listen to what I'm saying, his own brothers plotted to come against him to get rid of him. Now, at first, they wanted to kill him, but his older brother, Reuben, who the scripture tells us that Reuben was actually the most unstable one out of all the brothers, but he is the one who had the rationality to say to his brothers, listen, let's not kill him because he is our brother. He is our flesh and blood, but they still wanted to get rid of him and they wanted him gone completely and moved out of the way. So instead of killing him, of course, they sold him into slavery because Joseph shared a dream that he had uh, with his brothers that they were bowing down to him. And even his father and his mother, he had also had a dream, which the interpretation of the dream is that they were all going to bow down to him. So, you know, if you can imagine, it's like, who do you think you are that we're going to bow to you? But if you fast forward in the book of Genesis, that actually happened because Joseph became the king's right-hand man. His family ended up going through a famine in the land of Canaan, and they had to travel to Egypt in order to try to get food. And of course, the person that they had to ask for food was their brother, Joseph. It is just such an amazing story. His brothers and even his father, they end up finding out who he is. His father realizes that he is not dead because once his brothers sold him into slavery, his father thought that he was dead because they created this elaborate story that he must have gotten eaten by a wild animal. But once they find out who Joseph is and Joseph immediately recognizes his brothers, they are reunited, they forgive one another. If you fast forward to Genesis chapter 50, his brothers did in fact bow to him and they even wept and asked Joseph to forgive them for the evil they had done to him. And I just love Joseph's response in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. He does forgive his brothers and he says this, but as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day 
to save much people alive. So God actually used Joseph to help save his brothers when they were going through the famine in the land of Canaan. But check this out. Joseph's brothers came against him again, all because of jealousy. This is where envy and jealousy can drive you insane to the point that you want to see the person you are jealous of completely moved out of the way. And we see this type of jealousy all throughout scripture, beginning in the book of Genesis with Cain and Abel, who were also brothers that can be found in Genesis chapter four, verses five through eight, where Cain rose up against his brother Abel. He killed him all because he was jealous that God accepted Abel's sacrifice and he rejected Cain's sacrifice. And we also see it again in Genesis chapter 16, verse 5, with Sarah and Hagar. Of course, Genesis 37 with Joseph and his brothers. And we see it again in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 8 through 30, and also chapter 19, verses 8 through 24. This is where King Saul became jealous of David. And I did not get into this last week when I talked about what happened after David killed Goliath. King Saul envied David. And it really did not help that the Israelite people wrote a song about it and basically started chanting the praises of David and how awesome and amazing he was for killing tens of thousands of men when Saul had only killed thousands. So Saul became jealous of David and he did also eventually try to kill him or have him killed. Then we see jealousy rise up again between Miriam and Aaron, who were the brother and sister of Moses in Numbers chapter 12. They came against their brother, Miriam, who was the sister, Aaron, who was the brother, but they came against their brother Moses. Are you ready for this? For marrying a black woman. Yes, there is racism in the Bible. And in case you are wondering how God feels about racism, injustices, or the mistreatment of black people or minorities in general, I am here to tell you and even confirm according to scripture that God does not like it. And he did deal with both Miriam and Aaron for coming against their brother over his wife. We also see jealousy again in the book of Esther, chapter 5, verse 13. I know that I will probably end up podcasting about this story. It's the story of Haman and Mordecai. Now, the story of Haman and Mordecai shows you what can happen when jealousy actually backfires on you. And it also shows you how Mordecai and Queen Esther, who were cousins, are supposed to stick together because blood should be thicker than water. You know how the saying goes. But you should never allow jealousy to tear up your family or rip your family apart. 
Yeah, that part right there. We should never allow that. And if we look in scripture, there is family who's coming against family jealous of one another all throughout scripture to the point that they actually want to kill or get rid of their family member. I mean, you really have to have some true hatred for someone to want to get rid of them altogether, all because you are jealous of them. And even in the New Testament, we see that the Jews were jealous of Jesus in St. Matthew chapter 27, verse 18. The Jews also came against Paul in Acts chapter 17, verse 5. And of course, in St. Luke chapter 15, verses 25 through 32, this is the story of the prodigal son. And of course, the prodigal son's brother was extremely jealous of him. If you really take a look at it, this is an attack from the enemy to cause us to be jealous of one another or jealous of a family member because of what they have, what you don't have, what you wish you had. I mean, it's craziness to create this conflict of jealousy, especially in your own family. And let's take a look back even further because envy and jealousy and pride is what got Satan or Lucifer kicked out of heaven in the first place. Because when that spirit creeps up on you, it gives someone the feeling of thinking that they are better or higher than someone else. And what it does is it will manifest from an emotion into an action because jealousy has the ability to grow and develop into something that is natural to something that is unnatural. And of course, going back to Genesis chapter four, where Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him all because of jealousy. That is where the first murder is recorded in the Bible, all because of jealousy. The thing about jealousy is that it starts out with an emotion which develops into an action that can manifest into a murdering spirit to stop someone's progress and ultimately or completely take them out, especially those who have a call on their life and a destiny to fulfill. Even when we admire other people, we have to be careful that our admirations don't become emulations of another person, which means that you will emulate or have a desire to copy someone else. But watch this. The danger is when you try to compete with someone in order to either become their equal or to excel over them. And the Bible talks about this in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. Emulations is a spirit of rivalry and a form of jealousy. And in this passage of scripture in Galatians, it is the only reference in the Bible where that word is used in this manner. The book of Galatians, the book of 1 Timothy, and also the book of James, they all address Envy, which is jealousy that is excited by the success of others. Envy 
is the resentment of spiritual, financial, or material blessings of others. And envy is one of the characteristics of a false teacher. Yep, that's right. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 4, it says, He is proud, that's a spirit of pride, knowing nothing but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, and evil surmisings. Now, since God is a jealous God and his name is jealousy, that is a natural affection which comes from him in a manner that emphasizes how God would love on us and also dote on us. But envy comes from the spirit of man and it is a work of the flesh. If someone envies you and the blessings of God on your life, and that person professes to be a Christian, we can still recognize them as a Christian. However, we just have to recognize them as the type of Christian they are, and that is a carnal Christian. Because envy, again, is a work of the flesh, and it's a sign of being carnal, which is someone who walks after the flesh instead of walking after the spirit of God or the things of God. Listen to what Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21 say. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, there's that word again, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. These are the works of the flesh, and the works of the flesh have sinful qualities which contrast the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. These are the fruit of the Spirit, and those can be found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. So what do I mean when I say works of the flesh or in talking about works of the flesh? They are the characteristics of your sinful nature or the sinful nature of man, which is caused by lust or sinful desires. They oppose the qualities which the Holy Spirit wants us to develop in our lives, and it can cause a spiritual battle within ourselves. There is a constant spiritual battle going on in the life of a believer, and the works of the flesh are constantly trying to trip us up or cause us to destroy the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.17 says, For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. So there is a constant war going on. The Scripture goes on to say, And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that you would do or you are supposed to do. The fleshly desires of natural man are contrary to the nature of the Holy Spirit, 
And that is where the works of the flesh become active. Although the results of these sins are visible in wrong actions, the cause is not visible because those lustful, sinful desires are desires of the heart. This is why we have to hide the word of God in our hearts that we might not sin against God. That is a verse of scripture out of Psalm 118.11. Listen, where envy and strife is, there will always be confusion. James chapter 3 verses 14 through 16 says, But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your heart, glory not, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 3 tells us, For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions. So you can look at it this way. Whenever you see someone who is full of envy, they can't be happy when they see you blessed and prosperous or rejoice with you because the Bible does tell us in Romans chapter 12, verse 15, to rejoice with those who rejoice. So if someone has a problem with the favor of God over your life, I am here to tell you that unfortunately, it is coming from a place of carnality, from someone who is full of envy, and envy is dangerous because it can turn into hatred. In the book of Titus, chapter 3, verse 3, it says, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, and deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in mildness and envy, hatred, and hating one another. God forbid. So the Bible tells us that nothing should be done through strife. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, which each esteem others better than ourselves. That is out of the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Listen, we should never envy or be jealous of anyone especially the wealth of a sinner or anything that a sinner would have. The Bible specifically warns us not to envy sinners in the book of Proverbs chapter 23, verse 17. It says, let not your heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. So listen, beauties, know your value, know your worth. Never feel unappreciated or intimidated by what someone else has, because trust me, there is enough of God's blessings and favor to go around. And God is just waiting to distribute and pour them out over our lives. So when you see someone else blessed, don't hate, celebrate. And that brings me to the quote that I want to leave with you today before I end the show. I found this quote from someone who goes by the profile, Awesome Within. 
I mean, I thought the profile name in and of itself was amazing. But I also thought this quote was amazing. It says, true confidence has no room for jealousy and envy. When you know you are great and when you know who you are, and I'm going to add when you know whose you are, you have no reason to hate. Listen, that is my time, beauties. Remember to always walk in love, never hate, always celebrate and even appreciate your brother or your sister. Keep living your best life for Christ, which is a blessed life. Feast on the word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive, stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Be kind, keep a beautiful mind, and listen, never forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be. And that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.